thing about um, you know each new year, one thing that's interesting is going to happen every 365 days, amen. And so one of the things we want to do is to make sure that the things that God has put on your heart for this year, this calendar year, is to make sure that you're applying it as a lifestyle, amen? amen. So yes, the manifestations may come in 2024, but sometimes, you know, God's not necessarily regulated by time. And so some things are going to happen, some things may take a little longer, but either way, you stay focused on what God has for you, amen? amen. And make it as a lifestyle, not like, all right, I'm doing this for 2024 and that's it. No, 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 we want to keep, if God has it on your heart, that means he wants you to experience it and do it until you go be with Jesus, amen? So that's a good thing, that's a good thing. So your lifestyle is changing, not just for 365 days, but the internal new you. Does that make sense? Because how many of y'all want to live long for 365 more days? Amen? Yes. A long life, you will satisfy. Amen? All right, let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Okie dokie. Right, let's go with our pre-message charts that we always do. Uh, James 1, 22 through 25. James 1, 22 through 25. New King James Version. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. But he observed himself, goes away, and immediately the kind of man he was. We said before, this is like someone that maybe comes either sit down with your word, or when you come to a local assembly service, sits down, receives, but then also goes away and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. Right? That's not you. You don't. You want to make sure I'm alert, okay? Because this can happen to anyone. Go to service, sit and receive. May even have a oh, got that. But then go to that next level. I, now, I got that means I'm going to take this out and apply it. Amen? Right. Amen. Because you, you don't want to be like this one. You want to be like this person right here, which is, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This one will be blessing what he does. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm. So one of the indicators that we find out whether we really love Jesus is that we do what he tells us to That's do. That's right. Amen. So it's not just the hearing of it because people can hear it, but then we got to go beyond these doors and actually apply it. That's the good piece. Amen. All right. So that means what we want to do, what we always do here is we can clear our hearts and minds before the message comes and say, all right, cool. Let me clear my mind and let me commit that before the message comes, I'm going to commit to myself that I'm going to apply I'm going to apply at least one thing. Preferably, I said preferably more than one, but I'm going to apply at least one thing. I'm going to start applying that this week. You charge yourself and say, I'm, I'm going to commit. I'm, I'm going to charge myself to because uh, I'm trying to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Amen? All right, cool, cool, cool. God's continuing on in his series. Praise God. Here we go. Family. Family. Today's part 12. Yeah, new year, but guess what? We continue on what God has for this vision. Amen? Amen. Glory God, we learned much about family, the kingdom way. One thing we learned was like, look, family, you know, we go watch a lot on TV about family, but we are to do family if, if. You already chosen to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're a kingdom citizen. That means there are, are new ways of doing things because when you are a kingdom citizen, we need to go through what the king says. But prior to that moment, we wasn't doing what the king said. We was living like the way that we want to. So we our minds need to be renewed. So that being the case, one of the things God wants to do is renew our minds into how to look at family. Does that make sense? A lot of ways to look at it, even things you may experience personally, things you may observe, things you may see on TV. Some of it might be cool, maybe might line up with God, some of it may not. 
So what we want to do is always take it to a point where we are growing and learning. Amen? So again, today is family. The kingdom way today is part 12, part 12. And look at our foundation scripture, Joshua 24 and 15. Joshua 24 and 15, our foundation scripture, New King James Version. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of Amorites in whose land you dwell. Joshua's like, look, y'all can serve who you want to. You know, if y'all want to serve that, you know, that cat that was over there, that old idol over there, or other stuff that your father's father served, okay, okay, cool, cool. But as for me and my crib, well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. So he's making it clear, like, look, y'all can do what you want to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to be serving the Lord. That's right. Amen. And so that's a declaration you have to say, because you may or may not be the only one who is a Christian in your household. Mm -hmm. So you have to have this relationship with God to say, I'm going to start something new. And we are going to fulfill the purposes and the plans that God has and the destiny has that God has for this particular household moving forward. Amen. So part of that is that we choose to serve the Lord and start with the household. Amen. You may be a teacher. You may be a construction worker. You may be a doctor. You may be a lawyer. And yes, we're called to go outside our four walls and disciple people and minister. Amen. But God wants us to start first in the family. Amen. So you got to make sure... Yes, go out, do what you can do to help facilitate and people getting saved, but start, don't skip your household. That's right. Make the line and say, no, that's what, I'm going to do all I can. I'm going to be, I'm going to facilitate. I'm going to live a life that will help draw the people in my household to want to receive Christ. And guess what? So you may have your children that are either adult children or your grandchildren. As we learned earlier in the family section of this series, this is within your lineage, amen? So you want to still be speaking life to those children that may not be uh, in your physical household, but they're still part of your lineage, amen? You want to declare it, amen? Amen. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's rock and roll. All right, so God's objective for this series is to get us to a place where, one, we understand the importance of family to God. Family is important to God. We learned earlier, again, God established a family before he established a church. Now, God knew what he wants to do. He could have done, he could have established everything and actually could have done everything he wanted to do, but he chose to establish family before he established the church, all right? And then number two, that we do family the kingdom way, not the common way, not the normal way. We got to do family the kingdom way. There should be a little, uh, there should be a difference between when you go to the, when you go to the reunion and the barbecue, the family one. There should be a little difference between with you and, and your crib, you know? You know that family, oh, Y'all know that you, you know the reunion when they popping out the the middle lights and you know some cousin uncle and them trying to get some weed and smoke it all in the far corner where some grandma don't see you know all you know, all, all the, look, the 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 cursing and all that kind of stuff okay I get it but you gotta say this gotta be something different with us so That's that when right. we go there we we shine some light does that make sense yeah enjoy your hot dog and all that kind of stuff but you know. Guys, got to be something different. Does that make sense? Now, some of your family may hate. They may say, oh, they think they this, they think they that. Mm -hmm. But they were hating on Jesus, too. So you're in good company. You know what I mean? People talk about you, let it be about Christ. Amen? Amen. Hey, people say, oh, I say, hey, they talked about Jesus. <laughs> they may say something about you, too. Amen? That's a good thing. All right, cool. All right, so in this series, 
uh, God covered and is continuing to cover a number of different uh, uh, role areas, all right, and from different dynamics. He covered a portion regards to family. One piece he talked about there was, again, establishing that we got to treat family as our first ministry. Amen. So we got to make sure that not only are we facilitating people in our household and within our lineage to want to facilitate and receive Jesus, but also teaching them the kingdom ways of doing things. That is important, all right? So we learned a lot about family there. Then we learned about the husbands. Husbands, we, we learned, we, we got a long checklist. To, I mean, to be a kingdom husband. That's and right. not, not just to be any kind of husband, but to be a kingdom husband, because we trying to, our goal is for that eternal reward, correct? Like, remember, there's always going to be a judgment seat, and the judgment seat is, we're going to be judged with the good and bad we do in his body. That's after receiving Jesus. Amen? So we want to hear God to say, well done, not, well, well. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, so as a husband, we got a long checklist to say, we can't focus on our wives or kids. We got a list just for us. Amen? So we learn that. We got to be a kingdom husband. We got to fulfill that. Wow, I didn't know. Good thing took a swing at the bat. Oh, that was wrong. She took a swing at the ball, and she, oh, God used her, and hit, he hit the ball out the park through her with regard to the kingdom wife. Uh, wow, some, some nook and cranny things about how women who are choosing to be wise, both who, who are not yet wise, and then those who are wise, how do you be a kingdom wife? Amen? Wow, she uh, dug into a number of roles about what the word says a wife should be. You know, because society is saying a whole lot of things about women and how wives should be. That's true. If it's cool and it lines up with the word, great. And most times it don't. So you got to say, all right, <laughs> let me start from scratch and kind of figure this other thing out. That's a good thing. Because we want to hear well done. We ain't trying to make sister women's live happy. We're trying to make God happy. Because women's live ain't got any eternity for you. Now, that's some good things in there. Don't get me wrong, because women shouldn't be treated less in society and all that. So that, that's positive. Don't get me wrong. Because, uh, like, like I said, ain't no Jew, no Greek, no male, no female. So you and Christ, God's loving everybody equal. That's right. You got me? Within the categories that we play, God, God is, we learned earlier in the series, God is the manufacturer. He is the author of these things. things so he knows how best these roles work. So it's best to follow God's instructions, not someone else's. All right, there we go. And then we also talked about parenting. Did some nooks and crannies about how to do parenting. Wow. Parenting not only just for the, for the babies coming out the womb, all the way up through the young adults. A lot of things we got to learn as parents to say, all right, we got to make sure we have a role to play in making sure we're guiding them towards Christ. And also, we see, after we see Christ, how to help our kids continue to grow and develop in the Lord. And this is... This is where the rubber meets the road, because you know our kids are our hearts running around. That's right. You know, we, we, it, it could be so easy. Remember, we learned before in First Thessalonians five and twenty-three, we're a three-part being: we're a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body, right? And our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our kids can sing and do things, um, and or their experiences out there outside our home can touch our soul. Yeah. You know, you let somebody <laughs> talk to your kid the wrong way. You watch that, you see that flesh rise up. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh. I get it. I've been there. I get it. So we got to make sure we are helping them grow and develop in the Lord. And then also as a parent, you got to say, I got to make sure I'm doing my stuff right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we can be, we can go into our soul real quick when it comes to our kids. Amen. But we always, our goal is to always be spirit-led. Amen. Victory's always in the spirit. All right. Now, today we're starting this section of the series talking about the kids. Talking about the kids. Now. Don't limit 
And this section is going to be dealing with uh, people who are offspring. So don't regulate this to someone who is just two years old. Because if you are blessed to still have parents on this side of life, you can fall under portions of this category. Mm -hmm. So there's some stuff, I'm 53 years old, and there's some stuff I still need to do under this category. Because my mom, I'm still blessed to my mom, is living on this side of life. So I, I, and because I'm 53, I can just do what I want to do with my mom. Right. Amen? So these are things that God established, not just for, these. some of these things don't stop just when you turn as society says 18 or 21. Oh, no, 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 that's some other stuff we gotta do. Now there's certainly some things that are more germane to those that are younger as well, amen? So we'll see, and God will continue to guide you. All right, let's rock and roll. All right, so kids that relates to offspring, I right, flip up the first one. And and your, your, your kids, uh, uh, God speaking through a diet today in terms of, you're gonna have some fun with the Jenga and how they're applying some, well, they'll tell you, they'll tell you. <laughs> they learn some stuff through the day as well, regardless of kids. All right, so Luke 18, 15 through 16, New Living Translation. One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. And let's pause here. In the body of Christ, we have to do all, you know, this, not in here, we know we love our kids, we treat them all the same. But in the body of Christ, we have to make sure that we never treat our kids as less than. Like, they, like as if they can't take communion, or they can't get saved if they're a certain age. No, that's not what the word says. So we gotta make sure, because here's the thing, if, I used to say this as working with the youth, if they get it early, they got many more years of long life experience, all God's blessings and abundance and living. What? It's a multi, yeah. 70, 80 years if they five, ten years old or beyond. Amen? Hey, you want to you get them to this early as possible, all right? So here we see they were treating them different because they were kids. No, they, they, they human beings too. Amen? In fact, you were a kid once. Amen? Praise the Lord. Then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. Amen? So one thing to be learning here, and this is, this is uh, the kids are going to be, so in this series, obviously this is directly for the, the kids, but it's all of us as well, because we, we have, we may be offering someone else, but for those of us that are also parents, these are principles that we're going to be learning even more to say, all right, let's make sure our kids, this is a to-do list for some roles that they have to play. So as parents, as grandparents, as aunts and uncles, let's make sure we're taking our notes here to say, all right. Um, they're going to be getting in there as well to say, hey, here's some to-do list that God has for you as a child because you're going to be held accountable. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So if you got nieces, nephews, hey, share the stuff with them. Say, all right, cool, cool. So one thing we learn in here is make sure that our kids are in an environment where they are learning about Jesus. Yeah, Jesus said, no, 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 we're not going to hold the kids away. I'm here. He wanted to bless them and, 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 and touch them and be a blessing to them. So we get the principle here to say, hey, when kids are around, let them experience, let them be in an environment where they're going to be learning about some Jesus. Amen? And if you're a, you're a child, you're a kid, and some of you are virtually as well, what you want to do is you want to do what you can to learn how to be around Jesus. Amen? If your parents out there, and they're not necessarily uh, yet loving the Lord, find your uncle. Find someone that's, a, that's maybe a teacher at a school that's a Christian. Find out how to learn more and more about Jesus. Amen? 
So kids, that's one of your responsibilities, amen? Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Let's learn more about it, all right? All right, next. Romans 10 and 9, from Romans 10 and 9, familiar scripture, New King James Version, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you will be saved. Wow, so another role or responsibilities that kids have is to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So you don't have to come and talk about 80 million sins. This is the process to get saved. That's right. What happens prior to this is the Holy Spirit touches the person's heart and they begin to say, you know what, I need to change. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing Robin, I'm, uh, or for a kid, they say, Miss Robin. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is Robin. Yeah, Amen. Put, put some respect on that. That's a whole other lesson. Sorry. But you, you see, you see other Christians, you're saying, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, saying, you know, I, I need to change. I got to stop doing something. I got to do some things different. And the only way to do that, only God can change a person's heart. So that being the case, kids, you have a responsibility to make sure that not only are you learning and spending time, that you're hearing from the Holy Spirit that's drawing you to receive Jesus, your Lord and Savior, amen? So that's the actions that happen prior to this statement. But when you're saying, hey, now I'm ready, I'm feeling like I need to, I feel like I need to change, I'm ready to do it, now you just do this, a simple process. Say, hey, I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord, and I believe that God raised him from the dead. Praise the Lord, then you rejoice, you're saved, amen? From that point forward, now you're a kingdom citizen, now you need to learn the biblical ways of how to be a kingdom citizen. Renew your mind, does that make sense? That's what you want to do. So we learn we got to be kids that have a responsibility that they need to be in the environment when we learn more about Jesus. Now, then the next thing we, the kids need to do is to connect and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, Pastor, just even at five years old, most definitely. Most definitely. Kids can get saved when they recognize the possibility of who Jesus is and everything else. They can get saved. Amen. Amen. A lot of you have testimonies that our, our kids got saved early in life. You don't have to, they don't have to wait till they're 35. That's right. No, if they get that thing at five, six years old, praise the Lord. How many years they want to have this loving Jesus experience in life. Then when they go to their, you know, they, they take their tests in first grade or second grade about arithmetic, if they still call it that, arithmetic. <laughs> Glory to God. They don't have to fret. They don't know have to worry about whether they, you know, because they, they know possibly, all right, I'm, I'm going to study. And I'm going to ask God to help me with this test. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right, next. Luke 11, 13. Luke 11, 13. New Living Translation. So a few simple people. Now, this is Jesus talking. And he was comparing. Getting The background context was this. One of his disciples had asked Jesus how to pray. And so Jesus kind of laid out the biblical principles. As inside, the Lord's Prayer is a template. Okay? So it's not, so if you are praying because of, you heard that they're about to get laid off, you don't just say the Lord's, you don't say the Lord's Prayer. You take the principles from that. Does that make sense? And you petition God. All right? So it wasn't that we use the Lord's Prayer verbatim for everything. Got it? Get it. Yeah. Everybody clear on that? Because even though it says the Lord's Prayer, what he's he's saying, this is the honor and the esteem that you give to God when you pray. Here are the principles, kind of like here's a general order of flow, whatever. Not those particular words when you want something. Right. 
got it? Okay, mm -hmm. all right. So that being the case, oh, where are we going? All right, so, so oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. So here it was, they asked Jesus how to pray, so he laid out the template. And so what he was saying was, you gotta make sure you're having faith because God's not one that you can just ask and, and think that he's not gonna give it to you. He's like, no, you can go to God, he's gonna give you the stuff that you want. And he's, then he compares to the earthly fathers. He's like, you know, if you're, if you're earthly parents, that's why he says simple here. Like, if your earthly parents will do this, how much more will you know your father in heaven will do these things for you? Amen? So this is where it picks up. As Luke 11 and 13 says, so if you simple people, talk about earthly people in comparison to God and us. Amen? So, so if you simple people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Wow. So we learned that uh, kids of offspring need to take a responsibility of being around Jesus and learning more about Jesus. Then they need to take a responsibility of having a desire to want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now another thing they need to do, and this is all core foundation, to say, hey, let's receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. What? Seven-year-old seven -year -old people can pray in tongues? That's right. They can hear from the Holy Spirit about how to go to, when they go to the wild wild and how to say, you know, God bless you if they're led to, to the cashier. Most definitely. Yeah. This ain't, this don't say, except for people who are under 10. That's right. No, 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 no. So what you want to do is, and you see that, that that's the process. The in faith, again, when you first get saved, you have the Holy Spirit with you. But this right here, when we learn, and we learn in other series about understanding the Holy Spirit, the baptism with the Holy Spirit takes that relationship to a deeper level. Yes. It gives you power to do the works of Christ. Hallelujah. And you want your kids, no matter what age, as well as us as offspring, to receive that part of the baptism. Yes. Or that baptism. Now we learn there are three baptisms, three core baptisms. One is to be baptized into the body of Christ. Yes. I receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Baptized with water. I think a lot of you saw that when we did that at the pool. Amen. That's a submerging, all right? It's a representation to that you're walking with Christ, amen? And then also to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Why? The Bible says to be endued with power to do the works of Christ. And yes, it also comes with that common evidence of speaking in other tongues, but tongues is one part of receiving the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? You want the Holy Spirit. You want the person. So always seek the person, not the gift. Tongues will come. Tongues will be there, amen? But you want to make sure that you got that power. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus, Jesus told them and asked. He was like, don't don't go nowhere. Hey. Don't go nowhere until the Holy Spirit is come upon yeah. you. Because I need y'all to go and do some work. Yes. And you can't just do it by yourselves. That's right. Wow. Got it? All right. So this is not regulated to someone that's 42. That's right. Glory to God. So facilitate your kids wanting to understand the Holy Spirit. You can always go to our YouTube series and go and see Pastor and anyone else. Hey. Educate them on what, what the Holy Spirit is. We got the book over there. You can go back to the YouTube series about understanding the Holy Spirit. But you want them to do power. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. So let's look. Here's that checklist. And your kids will be getting this as well overall. So one checklist we see for kids or offspring. One, to begin to learn about Jesus. You see the scripture there? Another checklist item is to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. All right. It's a checklist. We, uh, we did the same thing with the wives. We did it with the husbands. We behave. Nope, nope, nobody gets exception. Amen. Can we all get our checklist? Because why are we trying to be kingdom citizens and kingdom family? Amen. And also be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. You want your kids to have the best. Yes. I mean, if you say you want the kids to have the worst. 
Okay, go ahead, praise God. I'm not glad nobody raised their hand. There you go, there you go. See, all parts of God are the best. And guess what? Start where you are now. That's right. If you haven't done that, that's not for you to have condemnation and say, all right, let's start now. Does that make sense? Now, sometimes it's going to take some education again to say, get that out of the Holy Spirit. But they, they may need some education and stuff first. That's why I said go to the YouTube series and talk to me, whatever. Um, read the word. Um, so they may need some, some help with that and also even with Jesus as well. So, but have that as a heart and a goal. Amen. And, and this isn't, again, it could be your cousin. You could be your cousin that's 32. If their parents are alive, they're offsprings from somebody. Amen. All right, cool, cool. All right. Rock and roll. Moving forward. As my son said. All right. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. New Living Translation. Children, let's see these are more common ones that you know about. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. But this is right. This is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. You know those ten commandments that we kind of familiar with? This is the first one that comes with a promise with it. Yeah. Hmm. Tell me God don't, tell me God don't love the parents and love the kids, amen? Why? What promises come with it? This is good stuff. This is the first commandment with a promise. Here's a promise. If you honor your father and mother, mm -hmm. things will go well for you, mm -hmm. and you will have a long life on earth. Mm -hmm. Now, all those commandments God gave, don't make adultery, don't murder, okay? Tell me God don't love the kids. He's like, you do this, I'm going to make sure you do well in life, and you're going to have a long life on this earth. Amen. So if you're offspring, whether you're 35 or whether you're three, oh, this is core. Amen. Yeah. I'm 53 years old. I still got an out of my mind. That's right. That's right. Now, we ain't doing it just for these promises. But it's nice to add those too. Does that make sense? You don't need to be a God bless you. You don't need to be a blessing. Amen. Be a blessing to your parents. Be a blessing to your parents. Alright? Don't forget this one up here. Obey your parents. Don't forget that one too. Amen. Now, if you don't have kids, God bless you. If you don't have kids yet, you're taking these pieces down. You're doing your checklist because why? If you're gonna be a parent one day, again, you're gonna teach them how to how to be a child in the Lord. Amen? So, you know, basically you never had this, but you ever got a child say, why should I obey you? And you just quell that flesh for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biblical reason. Okay, this is why. This guy says we need to do this. This is that. So, you know, child says, why should I obey you? It's an opportunity for that flesh, right? Lord, like, oh, Lord, Jesus, that's right. Lord, probably like, because I brought you on this part. All right, all right. Let's look at another one. Uh, Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. New Living Translation. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Wow. So one of the things kids got to learn to do is we got to make sure that when our fathers are correcting us, we got to make sure we're doing that. And then also don't neglect what mom is saying. Amen? So these are particular things because we got to make sure, again, 
if these were the same, now we know God will do some repetition in the work he wants us to get it. And sometimes you see nuances and differences. So you see here, and this is specific, obey your father. So you gotta make sure when, it, when dad is engaged in correction that the kids are obeying, amen? And make sure you follow it. And also not neglect mother's instructions. And then, and then not that God has to give a reason why, but he even explains it. So what you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. You know, one thing we always tell our kids is, look, even now at their age, like, we, you know, we, we love you. We're only trying to do the best for you. And we would never tell you something that's going to hurt you. To the best of our knowledge. Does that make sense? And so now, you know, a lot of diet, life is choice driven. But all we want to do is give them what we know based on what we're leading from the Holy Spirit and some unfortunate life experiences to say, you ain't got to go through that whole lot of stuff on. You know what I mean? Say, hey, here's some wisdom from God through these pieces. All right? But this is their, this is their, life is still choice driven. Because they could say, no, I'm not going to do it. Okay, cool. But this, no, this is a benefit that comes from it. Yeah. Does that make sense? All right, cool, cool. All right. Let's look at another one. Proverbs 15 20, New Living Translation. Yeah, Proverbs 15 20, New Living Translation and Amplified Classic uh, versions. Two, trans, two translations of the same scripture. Uh, sensible children bring joy to their father. Mm -hmm. Foolish children despise their mother. Wow. Seems like it must be a possibility. Because mm. God wrote it in the Word. That's right. Let's read another translation of it. A wise son. Now this is this is a, so. Here's another example. Where we, again, when God is talking about this section of the series, he aren't he isn't just necessarily talking about someone that's three years old. Because here you get the impression it's children. But you see it here. It says a wise son. Talking about this very person. You got it. So if you have if you're an offspring, if you still got parents on this side, this would be a part for us as well. A wise son. So this ain't this is someone who's three or they 21. They don't have to follow anymore. Amen. No, no, no. A wise son makes a glad father makes a glad father, but a self-confident and foolish man, so we ain't talking about somebody that's three years old or a self-confident and foolish man despises his mother and puts her to shame. Mm. So we gotta make sure that, hey, we facilitating this, and so we understand we want our kids, um, and even us, if we uh, have our offspring, that we walk in wisdom, and we doing things that are gonna honor our father, and you know not be disrespectful to our mothers. Amen? Part of it, part of it is choosing to, now parents, we ain't perfect. Let me just put that out. We ain't perfect. We don't do and get everything right. I told we still are, we still have a line. I think I, I still say it every once in a while. It's my first time being a parent. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I ain't done this before. So, you know, yeah, hey. But I'm doing the best I can to hear from the Holy Spirit, learn about the word, and give you the best of what I know. And combine that with some unfortunate natural experiences from back in the day. So that you, between the two, you, you can be better in your life at your age than where I was. Does that make sense? And I ain't perfect. We don't get everything right and everything perfect. But you know, you know, Miss Jamie been messing up. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. But round, we won, so I gotta eat that. So when she messed up, we won. We, we, we messed up. No, no. Now, she don't, she don't, I mess up. I mess up. I mess up. But we got to make sure that we're doing and being honest and being transparent with our kids and saying, look, 
I ain't perfect. And when we mess up as parents, we need to apologize. That's right. And that's not regulated to an age. I think I started apologizing to my kids before she was like two or three. Because you gotta be honest and sincere with them and say, look, I'm not, all right, I apologize, I was wrong on that. Hopefully that should help facilitate them to build the trust to say, all right, but when I am talking to you about other things, you may want to take some wisdom on that. That's right. Because you know, as old as you are, you still ain't old as me. Right. So I've been there, you know what I mean? Or I got some wisdom about some other things to help you not go there. Does that make sense? But this is a blessing to the parents. When children decide, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna obey, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna honor my father by doing that. Does that make sense? And to the checklist. Here we go. So we gotta see, man. Again, like screenshots for, for those who don't have kids yet and everything else. Take your screenshots and help them learn. Another check add to the checklist so we understand the kids gotta obey their parents. Alright. Honor your father and the mother. Alright. Listen to when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instructions. And be wise. Use some wisdom out there. Okay? Don't think you know it all. I don't think you know it all. Mm. Now, the Bible also says children shall lead them. So it ain't like our kids can't say some stuff to help guide us, too. That's right. So let's, let's be clear on that. You know what I mean? Our, our kids can help <laughs> and say and do some things that's like, oh, praise the Lord. I, I receive that. Amen. Amen. There we go. Amen. So, but normally, we got to make sure we're doing these things so kids can walk in wisdom. Amen? All right, let's, let's end up for the day on this right here. All right. Proverbs 6 to 20, Proverbs 6, 20 through 23, Proverbs 6, 20 through 20, 20. Uh, Proverbs 6, 20 through 23, New Living Translation. My son, obey your father's commands, and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. Here we go. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. Got it? So what he's saying is, when you have someone that's an offspring and they're choosing to listen to their parents, when they walk away, when they go to work, when they go to school, the counsel that we've given them is going to help lead them. That's a good thing. Because sometimes they may experience some things on a playground or on a college campus that they, on a, at the face value, may not know what to do in the moment. Then they take time to listen to everything else, hear from the Holy Spirit, and say, all right, they got some guys. Oh, I remember Dad told them what to do in this situation. Cool. All right. When you sleep, they will protect you. Talking about the counsel that you've given as parents, the kids. All right. When you wake up, they will advise you. These are the words that you're hearing from your parents, and these are the things that will help guide us when we sleep, when we walk away. All right. This is good stuff. They will advise us. So you don't have to shun advice from your parents. And sometimes we can get to a certain age, whatever that age is, and think, uh, I, don't have to, I don't have to obey them no more. They don't have no, you know, no good advice. Uh, you got to hear from the Holy Spirit. Because, again, remember this series about hearing from God. God's going to speak to you first, but sometimes our minds get so clouded with stuff. So God's going to try to get it to us, but if our minds so clouded and he really wants us to get it, he's going to speak to another godly, he's going to speak through another godly person. And sometimes that person can be your parents, amen? Praise the Lord. So don't, don't get to a certain age and think you can't ever learn some wisdom. I don't care if your, your parents 
might be in Idaho right now. Hey, when they saying some stuff, here from the Holy Spirit, there might, might be some stuff that you need to receive. Amen. Amen. When you wake up, they will advise you. But their command is a here we go. Their command is a lamp, and their instruction a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. Amen. So we see as all springs, kids, we have a number of things we got to do in our checklist. Amen. Whether you're three or fifty-three. Amen. There's some things we got to continue to learn to say, I ain't too good. I got to make sure I'm doing some things because I fall into this category. Why? Because I'm trying to get well done in this category. Amen. Does that make sense? So if you have parents, if you're you know 42 and you're on this side of life and you have parents on this side of life, just in a category, just in a category of being an offspring, God's going to judge you on that. Same with your 17 or three. Mm -hmm. You're going to get judged on, did you honor your father and mother? Did you obey your parents? Mm -hmm. So all of us could fit into this category, the section of these kids, whether we're right. all spring, whether we're raising kids, or, and also you can always share and be a blessing to others. And if you don't have kids yet, you, you possibly, you're a kid now. You know I mean, you're all spring now. So this fits everybody, amen? And certainly, if you're, your kids are going to be learning in this series as well, but hopefully you've taken some screenshots and you can go home and say, hey, here's some things, here's some to-do list items for you uh, if you have kids or if you have nieces as well or nephews to say, hey, and grandkids to say, hey, look, here's some pieces to want you to grow in God. Start trying to do these checklist items. I'll help you. You want to be you want a disciple because they may have some questions about some of these things. Be there for them. Help them grow and develop. Amen. Amen. All right, give God glory. Give God glory. Amen.